Welcome to Free Talk Live, the kick-ass edition. Our toll-free number here, of course, is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. With you in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And Rit. (laughs) Whoever I am, nobody. (laughs) Nobody is definitely here. Nobody has some things going on in his gubernatorial campaign. Uh, Have you kicked things off yet? Um. Well, they are kicked off in that I'm doing a, uh, a weekly podcast in support of it. Awesome. And I am officially filed, so uh, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm in there. Nice. Well done. Uh, nobody is officially running. Nobody yep. is officially running. If you've ever wanted to vote for nobody and you're in the state of New Hampshire, why, now is your chance. You can it's true. officially September do 8th. that. Yeah. And, you know, you got to admit, when you see the things the government does, you think, nobody should do that. (laughs) That is for sure. (laughs) We agree on that and a lot more. Uh, We've been talking a lot on this program about, of course, current events regarding the government, the COVID lockdown, the uh, obvious police murder of innocent Folks or otherwise uh, folks who did not get a chance to run through the so-called justice system. And uh, we often talk about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin because, well, in my opinion, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general, the blockchain, is the first infrastructure for statelessness. It didn't ask permission. It requires no permission to exist. And therefore, it's kind of the first technology of its kind. Governments can't take it down, at least not yet. They've been trying for well over a decade now, as well as have financial institutions. And it seems to be unstoppable at this point. That being said, uh, I brought in an article for discussion today from Forbes titled, The Pentagon Documents Reveal That the United States Has Planned for a Bitcoin Rebellion. Really? Yes. Now, oftentimes you'll hear folks who have worked in government entities where they'll run, you know, computer simulations for things. And even like mm-hmm. corporations will run computer simulations for marketing and that kind of a thing. How, you know, how, what our target demographics are and how many hits will we get on this advertisement, things like that. And of course, the United States government has similar tools at its disposal. So this one. Or this article starts out saying Bitcoin has struggled to find support in the U.S. government. It's kind of an understatement. I don't think it's struggled to find support. The government has just plain out ignored it. Uh, they're scared of it. I yeah. think. Yeah. When they're not attacking it, they're ignoring right. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with President Donald Trump, along with Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin, uh, leading the criticism. Now it's been revealed the U.S. Department of Defense has wargamed scenarios, including a Generation Z rebellion that uses Bitcoin to undermine and evade, quote, the establishment, unquote. So, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but one of the benefits of some cryptocurrencies is the ability to operate outside of the purview of governments, or at least without asking them permission to do things and becoming taxed at every level of transaction that you do, etc., and so on. 
Well, with Bitcoin, which was the original cryptocurrency, started in 2009 by Satoshi Nakamoto, who we still don't know who that person is, or persons. Or group of people, right? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, Bitcoin, it was a real technological advancement. The blockchain, of course, the most noteworthy, uh, probably one of the most noteworthy aspects of it, this uh, decentralized ledger that's cryptographically se- secure and available in thousands of locations across the planet, can't, basically can't be stopped or taken down. The one downside to Bitcoin is that Everything in Bitcoin is public, meaning every transaction is publicly viewable. If you know where mm-hmm. to look, uh, if you know which address to look at, you can see all the transactions that that address has been involved with all the way back to the very beginning of Bitcoin uh, in 2009. So that is a fault when it comes to Bitcoin, and some people believe that that fault was solved uh, by the Monero cryptocurrency, which is a competitor to Bitcoin. Some even believe Satoshi Nakamoto may have been the person behind Monero because that, that creator is also an anonymous person. Nice. And uh, Monero is not visible publicly in any way, shape, or form, at least not that anyone has been able to uh, to prove, right? So it's it, its transactions are actually hidden from view. And that, I think... The government's probably really worried about that one. Well, yeah, and then there's a host of other, what are they called, privacy coins, right? Yes. That mm. have, have spawned or forked or whatever off of several however, different... However, you've got to be careful with the other privacy coins because a lot of them have two modes of, of operation. They have a public mode and a private mode, mm-hmm. um, all on the same blockchain, but there's just different modes. And I think a study of Zcash, which is one of the main so-called privacy competitors to yep. Monero, showed that like 99% of transactions are done publicly on, on Zcash. So for the most part, they aren't really used for their privacy features. Mm. You know, If people have the option, they're choosing the public option, which kind of mm. negates the whole purpose of it. Why would a privacy coin not have privacy on by default? I don't know. Um I would assume because there's a uh, non-zero cost to it. I don't think it costs um, any more to use a shielded address than a public address in that, in that okay. system. Just just from an exchange perspective, if I wanted to make a cryptocurrency exchange that was private and I used a privacy coin, I would guess, I would assume that it was inherent in the product. Well, that's what mm. I like about Monero, um, that it only has a private mode. There is no non-private option. Nice. So all transactions on Monero are private. Mm. There's no other option. So I can imagine that the government specifically doesn't like uh, privacy coins, if they even mm. understand. I know they're hiring more and more people. Oh, yeah. They can the, throw a lot of money at this. You know, in software and in cryptography and that kind of thing. And in fact, it could be argued that some of the cryptographers, the early ones who developed early cryptography, uh, were a result of having worked for the government because the government's obviously employed cryptographers for many things mm-hmm. to keep you know war secrets from quote enemies unquote. Well, governments can throw thing. money at a at a thing. Yes. They can do that, but they're not. That doesn't make them good at it, right? Just because they can throw money at something and hire some tech people doesn't mean they're going to get the best tech people. It doesn't mean they're going to get efficiency out of those tech people because they are essentially becoming government bureaucrats. Uh, in that case, so I remember year, years ago we read the read a story about the FBI trying to master email and how many <laughs> years and years and years it took and how many different like contractors yeah. they had to bring in and throw a ton of money at just to try to get email yeah. working. Well, we know that wow. governments generally lack behind or lag behind in technology acquisitions. Uh, I know for a fact that some states 
who are running, say, public service type programs are running on old DOS machines. Oh, still. I believe it. You know, they haven't upgraded anything since. I mean, man, 1989, 92, yeah. 95, that kind of a thing. Uh, there are. Well, that's true in industry as well. I mean, a, a lot of industry, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, is sort of the rule. And yeah. so if that old dot matrix printer is still going, <laughs> well, you just got to find the supplies and you'll keep it going forever. So uh, in the Pentagon war game that we spoke about in this article, young people born between the mid 1990s and early 2010s use cyber attacks to steal money. And convert it into Bitcoin. This was a not. This was in their simula- simulation. In the simulation, okay. right? In the Pentagon war game, quote simulation unquote. Uh, it doesn't say that here, but it says in the Pentagon war game. It's referring to the simulation from up top, right? So the stealing, of course, would be the actual crime there. Um, obviously, well, not, not if good- you're stealing from the government, though. Everything they have is already stolen. Yeah. That's true. You'd be Robin Hooding at that point. say from whom they were stealing the money. That's true. Yeah, true. they just they just want to mention the word steal to you know make it seem like it's a criminal activity. Yeah. Uh, so and don't get me wrong, stealing is wrong. Uh, you shouldn't steal. Don't steal. Don't hit. That kind of a thing. But and that's a message going out to our uh, our boys in blue. Uh, don't steal and don't, <laughs> don't hit. hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's they still haven't figured that out though. Don't choke people to death either. <laughs> Called the 2018 Joint Land, Air, and Sea Strategic Special Program or JLAS, the war game is set in 2025 and is intended to reflect a plausible depiction of major trends and influences. In the world regions. I hope they don't make it to 2025. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government, that is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The federal government, Me specifically. Too. I hope they dissolve. Uh, we'll have more about the Pentagon simulation regarding Bitcoin. And we'll take some of your calls and your thoughts. Free Talk Live, 855-450 free. More coming up. Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio show where you can take control of the airwaves. Our toll-free number here, of course, is 855-450-3733 or 855-450-FREE, if you prefer. With you tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And nobody. And I wanted to tell you, since we're talking a little bit about Bitcoin this evening, that Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or just meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. That's local.bitcoin.com. So we were talking about the United States, the Pentagon specifically, conducting simulations where uh, a Bitcoin rebellion might ensue. And in that simulation called the JLAS, or the Joint Land, Air, and Strategic Special Program, uh, the war game is set in 2025 and is intended to reflect a plausible depiction of major trends and influences in the world regions. The scenario, which echoes recent protests in the U.S. and around the world against racial injustice, involves some members of Gen Z who see themselves as agents for social change and believe that the system is rigged against them. 
They begin a They're global. Right. I mean, that is a correct assumption. I would call that. I mean, it's rigged against all of us who aren't in the club. Yeah, yeah. They say they believe it, so perhaps they haven't looked at the facts and evidence yet. You yeah, know, they, with just, regard, they regarding just believe their belief. It. Well, once they look into it further, I'm sure they'll be able to <laughs> determine that. Yep, they were right. I am absolutely 100 percent certain. Of There's that a reason well. they call it the just us system because it's just them, <laughs> not us. Uh, they begin a global cyber campaign to expose injustice and corruption and support causes that it deems beneficial. The group called Zebellion, capital Z. <laughs> it, it sounds like this sounds like a script for like a pilot for a TV show or something. The mm. group called Zebellion encourages cyber attacks against organizations that support quote the establishment unquote. So this is uh, anonymous. <laughs> more or less they've renamed anonymous yes they're funneling stolen cash into bitcoin to make small below the threshold donations to worthy recipients and zebellion members the program which also reportedly war game scenarios involving islamist militants and anti-capitalist extremists was conducted by students and faculty from the u.s military's war colleges the training ground for prospective generals and admirals Wow. Did this leak out? How did this information uh, come about? Do you know? Good question. Uh, Billy Bambro, Bambro, Uh B-M-B-R-O-U-G-H, is the contributor. Yeah, he covers some crypto stuff. Crypto and blockchain. So he's a contributor, so it means he doesn't actually work for Forbes, from what I understand. Right. I think he's a a freelance writer, as it were. Um, It just says... Mm, it's been revealed it's been revealed it's All been right. revealed apparently right. he's doing the revealing yeah <laughs> he's got a scan of a of a page from the the book or whatever it says uh, zebellion yep and yeah it says national exercise material for education purposes only jlas dash spay 2018 world summary uh, the documents reveal the u.s department of defense has seriously considered the possibility that bitcoin could be used uh, in such a fashion. Uh, Bitcoin has increasingly been adopted by Wall Street and the world's biggest financial institution since 2017. Yeah, the longer they let it go without a total crackdown, the harder you know the, the cat's going to be to put back in the bag. Agreed. You know I mean? mm. It's uh, it's probably too little, too late. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I think after year one, it was too late. I believe. I you know. Well, I mean, if they could have stomped it out early enough, they might have been able to do something. But yeah, at this point. It's- a decade in indeed uh, we are called free talk live so uh, let's go to some of your calls and your thoughts uh, we have jason calling in from colorado jason you're on free talk live good evening gentlemen i have another would you rather for you oh all right all right what's going on all right let me set the tone on this one uh this is the escape room edition you you three and your uh, your minions get to watch or broadcast live to the world a uh, an actual escape room but here are the participants would you rather observe an escape room full of Karens with one guy that has a slight cough? They must find the mask <laughs> to escape. Hmm. Or would you like to broadcast an escape room with three Chaz socialists, an unarmed cop, the Seattle mayor, mayor, and the Washington governor? They must find political consensus to escape. What would oh. you rather see? Uh, uh, can I go first? <laughs> That's a tough Can one. I go first? It's your show, man. Go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, it's our show. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I will go option B, right? I mean, that's, you know, option B, the the Seattle one. I don't know. Option uh, B, they have to come to, like, some sort of political consensus. I don't want to see people arguing over politics. 
Um, I, you know, I, I think it'd be kind of interesting to watch the reaction of a group of Karens trapped in a room with a coughing man. I mean, because normally the Karen is supposed to go to the management, right? But there's not going to be any management there. So the Karen can't do what they would normally do in a situation where they feel threatened or uncomfortable. I think the Karens are going to gang right. up on the guy and <laughs> take him out. That's what I think is going to happen. They don't have their math. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the Karen scenario ends up badly for the guy with the cough. Just to watch the hysteria. Whereas I'd, I'd rather watch the 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 uh the Karen's yeah. you know yeah. pummel the poor guy. I just feel like that's going to be a short episode whereas the other one's going to draw out for a little longer. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question though. Very creative. All right, any other thoughts Jason? Nope, that's it. All right, thanks for the call today. The other thing is, I've tried to argue with Ancoms, and it's not any fun. <laughs> no, but I watching them watch argue it. is you know, can be entertaining, particularly if if there's politicians involved and the goal is to gain consensus. Name a politician that's ever actually gained consensus. Well, if they feel like they're under threat of violence, they may you know agree with what the people who are going to hurt them. I are think they say. would each end up flipping their lids and start tearing each other apart could as be. well. Could be so. All yeah. right, so tell me more of this Bitcoin thing. So so it's stolen Bitcoin is what they're saying, and that the 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 people trying to undermine the state are selling the Bitcoin right. in order to in order to fund, fund people Zibellion. who support their cause or are friendly to Zebellion. Zebellion. Uh to answer your question, <laughs> uh the Pentagon war game documents have been here's, revealed. Here's a here's a clue for uh for the Pentagon people. We don't have to steal money to get Bitcoin. That is true. We can just Make money by selling Bitcoin or, and buy more Bitcoin. Or you could with that do Bitcoin. something to mm. earn it. You know, yeah, you can provide a valuable product or service, or you can actually transduce most any currency into Bitcoin. Indeed, transduce, transduce, uh, convert from into. Right? Okay, a microphone is a transducer. It transduces your sound waves coming out of your mouth into sound waves coming out of a speaker somewhere. It's a transducer. Hmm. Yes. That's my 50 cent word of the day, transducer. You can, That's a good one. You can look it up. Uh, at any rate, we'll talk more about the Pentagon War Game documents and how or when they became revealed in a little bit. And we'll also take more of your calls and your thoughts. Do you think Bitcoin is dangerous to governments? I sure do. That's one reason why I'm a fan. <laughs> We've got more coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Live, the live Monday night call-in show, radio program specifically, where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about 
Well, anything you like. It's called Free Talk Live. We only have a few rules, and, well, actually, they're imposed by the FCC, so otherwise we couldn't broadcast. But other than that, you're free to talk about any subject. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, that's 855-450-3733. In the studio tonight, it's... It's Ian. And nobody. And I am your host this evening, the Reverend Captain Kickass. I wanted to tell you, since we've been talking about cryptocurrencies, uh, just about AnyPay. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Because now with AnyPay, you can earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Just download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and then tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. That's AnyPayInc.com, and you will get a reward for every Bitcoin Cash or Dash transaction. That is a pretty phenomenal thing. I don't think anybody else in the cryptocurrency industry is doing that. If they are, I have not heard about it. I'm pretty yeah, sure these guys are the pioneers of that kind of thing, and uh, I give them much respect for doing so. Yeah. Uh, so, Ian, you had asked in the previous segment, how did these documents, how did you know this writer come to find this information? Well, it turns out... The information about the Pentagon running some sort of war games war against game Bitcoin simulator mm-hmm. with this Zebellion fictitious <laughs> group that they've sort of made up. I would be surprised if this doesn't turn into like a TV show or something, you know. Mm. Uh, but apparently uh, the Pentagon war game documents have been revealed after Florida Republican Representative Matt Gates called for the government to, quote, freeze the money of demonstrators after a country, or, sorry, yes, countrywide protests over the killing of George Floyd turned violent this month. So this is a recent reveal. So because of the George Floyd protests, this Republican representative, Matt Gates, G-A-E-T-Z, called for government mm. to freeze, I believe, cryptocurrency. They, it just says money. They can't freeze cryptocurrency. Most of it. The right. Most cryptocurrency is completely out of the hands of governments. There are certain... Oh, the Republican governor is calling for the freeze of their money, their USD. Their bank accounts, yeah. And so this simulator is, of course, related to Bitcoin, which is how people would operate if the government does Outside successfully of that. Yeah. freeze mm. their USD. So... Uh, one of the most important tools in the authoritarian toolkit is the ability to freeze the funding of legitimate political dissent, Nathaniel Whitmore, a Bitcoin and cryptocurrency consultant and strategist, said previously. By separating the infrastructure of money from the infrastructure of state power, Bitcoin makes it that much harder for this type of politically motivated confiscation. And I have been asking for that, I think, since I found out about Bitcoin. I was like, yes, finally... You know, they always talk about the separation of church and state. Oh, yeah. Uh, how about the separation of money and state? That would be huge. That would be huge for liberty. It would be huge for freedom. It would be huge for individuals. It would be huge for anybody who wants to provide products and services legitimately to other people. And that's why Satoshi Nakamoto is still unknown. I mean, that person would be a fool to reveal themselves publicly because the uh, level of targeting that they would receive from government goons yeah. across mm. the planet would be just relentless. I like I mean, the they fact would chase him to the ends of the earth. I like the Seems fact likely. that he or they were smart enough to realize the scrutiny that they would fall under if they were yeah. to reveal themselves. But I also like the fact that Bitcoin was basically airdropped as a gift to humanity. 
I think that it was. I think that uh, what Satoshi accomplished was exactly what they're talking about in this article, was giving people a way out of the government-controlled financial system. Yep. And you know, he who controls the money controls everything. Yep. But stealing things really isn't required. I mean, That's right. the, the whole thing is just yeet their dollars. Right. Stop valuing their toxic economic waste and find something else to value. And... You know, if uh, hyperinflation can be set off demand side mm-hmm. as well, if nobody wants a particular coinage mm-hmm. anymore, yeah. then uh, it loses its value. Well, and we're not anywhere close to that happening as of right now, but, you know, Bitcoin isn't going to get less popular over time, I don't think. I mean, generally, yeah, I cryptocurrency so isn't going to get less popular. Bitcoin, I think, mm-hmm. will likely fall from the top at some point. It will, at some point, it yeah. will no longer be number one. Now, what will replace it? I don't maybe we haven't even seen that thing yet, mm-hmm. uh, but I think Bitcoin's days are numbered on on top of the crypto heap. Well, and the article even mentions here that Bitcoin has seen a surge of interest in recent months due to the mm-hmm. coronavirus pandemic and sure. due to never before seen levels of government borrowing because we know they borrowed what like three trillion dollars or printed the, Printing, the, the yeah. Federal mm-hmm. Reserve print that that's I mean that's a massive amount of money. I realize the average Joe can't even really comprehend what a trillion dollars looks like but that's not going to stop there either it's going to keep coming yeah it's going to keep, keep printing it they yep. have no choice they can't stop printing they can't stop inflating i mean they can they could uh, well too big if they to fail is a lie yeah if they what they can't what they buy by printing this money is they keep the people who are now wealthy, wealthy, and they keep the rest of us poor. Correct. You know, because they prop up the old businesses that are failing, right. and they prevent uh, thereby the creation of new ones. Money printing is a wealth transfer because they're taking wealth from the pockets of anybody who has any savings mm-hmm. uh, in, in dollars, and they're distributing it to their buddies in industry. So whether it be the military-industrial complex or the prison-industrial complex or some corporations or whatever, whoever's getting that money first, they're yep. taking that value from everybody else. It doesn't. You can't just make thin value come out of thin air. You can print money out of you know nothing, but it's the value value that is transferred from some the would other call people, the victims would, some would even yeah. call that a hidden tax it absolutely is because if you lump that into actual regular overt taxation uh, and you do the calculations you can bet that the m- most common people have about 50% of their income taken from them without any consent in that respect so if you do yeah. have money in the bank and, you know, it's where, I don't know, let's say you got $100,000 in the bank and then the government goes ahead, prints up a bunch more money, the inflation ratio on that. Now you've got, I don't know, $80,000 worth of money, whereas, you know, last year it was worth $100,000 in, in real terms. So, And it tends to be a transfer between poor and rich because, you know, poor people have dollars in their checking account. Rich people have stock, real estate, uh, and commodities. Well, stock, real estate, and commodities float on top of inflation. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that's, those are the values that are going up when the values, value of your dollars is going down. Excellent point. Uh, just to finish off the article, it says in the wake of unprecedented central bank action around the COVID-19 crisis, it seemed like the most relative narrative of Bitcoin in 2020 was as a hedge against inflation. Whitmore said it appears, however, that its capacity for censorship resistance might be just as relevant. 
You can follow uh, Billy Bambro on Twitter, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with him there. And that is one of the, uh, Andreas Antonopoulos talks about the pillars of cryptocurrency, and one of them is censorship resistance. Yeah. Uh, And that is a very important piece of what these cryptocurrencies do. Uh, And again, uh, you know, software developers, large companies, hackers, and governments around the world have been attacking these, particularly Bitcoin and some of these other cryptocurrencies, since the day they were invented. Well, of course the hackers are going to attack it. I mean, if you can hack a crypto and then you can take all of its value out of it relatively uh, quickly, dump it and then, you know, convert it into something else. But for the most part, Bitcoin seems to be unhackable. So there's there's a lot of fear about hacking uh, these cryptocurrencies. But if they're well done, then that's pretty difficult to accomplish. Yeah, the only hacks I'm aware of are like cell phone hacks where people use a stupid password. Yeah, or Targeting the individual. Yeah, otherwise get uh, socially engineered Correct. into giving up their information. 855-450 free like freedom. We've got more Free Talk Live coming up. Like the man on the music said, it's Free Talk Live. Yeah. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. In the studio tonight with you, it is myself, the captain. It's Ian. And nobody. And we have been talking about all sorts of fun things, including Bitcoin and the government's fear of it and privacy coins and things of that nature. And uh, Mr. Freeman, you said that you had a a segue. I have a very cautionary tale of a man who is apparently a maybe crypto or financial related crypto podcast host tech-related. It's a a show called The Protocol Podcast. Mm -hmm. So it sounds kind of techy, and I looked at some of those show topics, and he seems like he's familiar with uh, with cryptocurrency. And he's certainly familiar enough, according to the story at decrypt.co, to have been saving Bitcoin for seven years. So if you've been saving Bitcoin for seven years, you know how to do a thing or two. You you should, one would think. Yeah. Unfortunately, the entrepreneur, Eric Savix, has now lost his entire Seven years worth of Bitcoin savings. He had saved up $113,000 worth of Bitcoin. How much? That seven years. $113,000. And he lost it all wow. in 20 minutes. Do you want to know how? Yes, I do. Oh. So uh, he was the victim of a phishing attack. The result of downloading a malicious version of... Of the Keep Key Bitcoin wallet. Oh, the Keep Key. What is a Keep Key? Well, so I own a Keep Key. Uh, mm. It is much like the Trezor. It is a hardware wallet for mm. what they call cold storage, offline storage of your cryptocurrencies. And I got the Keep Key over the Trezor way back when like, they were kind of competing with each mm-hmm. other for who was going to... And the Trezor obviously won. Did they? Okay. Well... And I say that because Trezor is by far the most popular I didn't know uh, com- that. compared to the Keep Key. Um, Shapeshift acquired Keep Key, right. but I was living in Washington State at the time, and so I got the Keep Key because 
I could drive over to their office if I had to. I never had right. to, but I was just like, oh, they're a local company. I like local stuff, so I'll sure. buy from the local guys. And it works. It does its job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have recently, however, disappointed me with the announcement they're going to discontinue their plugin for Google Chrome and force you to instead interface with their website, which... Of course, to have an account now requires KYC information. KYC meaning know your customers. You have right. to show ID and so things like that. You're losing That's the bad. anonymity factor That's of really it. disappointing. So uh, my plan is to get a Trezor now and move all my stuff from one to the other. But let me clarify. You were saying that the way you had done it or the way they want people to do it is to go through a web uh, browser, Specifically, a web URL. they want you to use ShapeShift, their product. I see. And to, so when in order you plug to interface the, with the keep so key. So the keep key is a hardware device. You plug that into like a USB port on your computer. Yep. And then you go to the ShapeShift site or the keep key site or whichever one that is. Yep. And then it interfaces with that. Correct. Up, so, un, up until now, it was just a, a plug-in for Google Chrome that would interface, and you could you know press mm-hmm. all the appropriate buttons and start and end and do transactions and stuff directly through that without any KYC whatsoever. You could not, however, use ShapeShift, right? which is, of course, what they want you to do. So now they've changed their technology to sort of push you in that direction. So you didn't have to download a program. Correct. You maybe downloaded a Chrome plug-in, but that was about it. Right. Okay. What he did was he apparently downloaded a fake or a malicious version of the KeepKey Bitcoin wallet. And he got this, allegedly, from the Google Chrome store, which Mm. may be one of the reasons why they're discontinuing their version, because... Apparently, other people can make fake versions it's, and upload it. It's just it to a the, browser plug-in, though. There shouldn't be anything. Well, somebody made a fake version yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay. so I'm guessing what he did was he typed in Keep Key Wallet into whatever the Google Chrome search yeah. or wherever he searched it and saw something that looked right, had the right logo or whatever, moved right? Moved all his funds into and it. And he, well, I don't know if he moved his funds into it. It may be that he plugged his Keep Key into this malicious version of the keep key so it looked like that he was in the right thing but it was actually a a version of the you know the the software created by hackers and then they you know he then had access or gave them access via his password you know that he puts in because usually with these hardware wallets it's protected by a user password when you you connect to the thing for the first time so he i'm just guessing he connects into this fake software puts in his passcode and then they had him they took his entire balance uh, right out. He says he's reached out to the community for help, but these events are usually irreversible. Uh, he posted online in a tweet, quote, I had all my Bitcoin stolen from me in a hardware phishing scam, hardware wallet phishing scam. Has anyone ever successfully retrieved stolen Bitcoin? Any help or guidance would be appreciated. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody successfully retrieving fished coin. Didn't some no. of the Mount Gox coin get recovered? Yes, that is true. That is true. I mean, that wasn't a phishing attack. Right. Um, I was thinking about how... So my first, my gut reaction to this guy was, you're a crypto podcaster. How can you get ripped off? But then I'm like, he's probably human. Mm. (laughs) You know, Mm. like after, after you mentioned some of the bits of the story, I'm like, well, okay, I guess I could see how maybe like a guy could fall for that. I got a little bit more information here, so we don't have to speculate. According to the story, he downloaded uh, downloaded this fake app from the Google Chrome store, and what he did was he entered his recovery phrase into it. 
So normally uh, you wouldn't have to yeah. do that, right? So so normally when you've got this thing set up, it's got your coins on it. You don't need your recovery phrase. No. You just need the passcode to get you access to your coins. The only time you would need your recovery phrase with the keep key is if is, you wiped it. Well, or if something went awry with like a firmware update. Yeah. They've, they've had a couple of those over the years. And right. so you plug it in, it goes, oh, we've detected your firmware needs updating. And so you go ahead and you do that. It tells you repeatedly to make sure you have your backup phrase right. before you do the firmware update. So, so, you, yeah. so actually, in this case, whether he connected his, his hardware wallet or not is irrelevant. It would have stolen his his Bitcoin whether he'd connected the device because right. he gave them his heart his the his backup phrase. keys right. and they could just access them and sweep the wallets out and then it was gone. Oh, you poor bastard! And there's no uh, there's no undoing this. It's gone. Yeah, and it's gone. Yeah. Hmm. So the recommendation here, uh, Jameson Lop, CTO of Casa, who builds security software, replied to him on Twitter saying, "Sorry for your loss. Never enter a seed phrase." into a computer well i don't see how you could avoid entering a seed phrase if for instance what happened is what you were saying happened which was your hardware wallet went on the fritz and you needed to get another hardware wallet well in that case you would need to enter a seed phrase into something on a computer but you would be the one choosing that instead what he did was he just downloaded what he thought was the legitimate app thinking it was the legitimate app he went ahead and gave it his seed phrase even though he shouldn't have and then he actually ended up noting that uh, later on, after the money had already been stolen from him, he said in retrospect he realized the wallet was fake due to a typo. He then provided a screenshot where it showed uh, the word phrase spelled wrong. So when it was asking him to enter the <laughs> backup phrase, it was like, I think they spelled it phase. I saw the photo of it right. on, his, on his Twitter. So they were missing a letter and it was like, but that didn't, it didn't tweak him enough at the time to make him think for a moment, oh my wow. God, this might not be legitimate. And it's gone. In, in the realm of things misspelled bugging me, I will often see, often as infrequently, not, as, not often as in a little boy who has lost his parents, just for clarification, I will frequently see, <laughs> yeah, I will frequently see memes on the internet that are really good, really poignant, really, they strike me, you know, they're funny or, or otherwise they make a valid point, but then they, like every time there's something misspelled, why can't people who meme <laughs> Check it. spell correctly? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand this phenomenon. Sorry, I just it's, had to get that it's out. It's the internet and uh, lazy people, you know, combined together. But That's like, when you make a new cop, new new version of the meme with the proper spelling. I I know. I'm like some of them are really artistic though, and I you know mm. I don't have some of the. I'm artistic. You don't have the original but, photo. Yeah, I don't put the text over. It's it's difficult to re meme. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can do it and get away with it and make it better. That's mm. cool. But other times, like they've done a really good job and the graphics are on point, but they misspelled a really obvious word. And I hate that. I can't re meme those guys. So if you're out there listening and you are a memer, use spell check. Good advice. Hmm. So, anyway, so I didn't mean to die. That's dietri- pretty much the story. Uh, Exchange Shapeshift, which operates KeepKey, warned last week that there are fake KeepKey apps in the Google Chrome store. They said, quote, we will never ask you for your 12-word seed phrase. If anyone does, that's a scam. Phishing attempts such as these fake wallet apps can lead to users losing their crypto. And Google has had a long long time had a problem with fake crypto wallet apps and extensions. In April, just in April, they removed 49 fake crypto wallet extensions. Yeah, not your keys, Chrome not store. your money. 
Everybody, repeat after me. Not your keys, not your money. Make sure you pay close attention to what you're installing out there, folks. And uh, when in doubt, feel free to pay a professional Mm -hmm. to assist you with these things if you are not competent. Free Talk Live, more coming up. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The Monday Kick-Ass Edition. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. And with you in the studio tonight, it's... It's Ian. And nobody. And I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. We've been talking about all sorts of fun things tonight, including, well, the economy, generally speaking, lots of things about currency and Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And I wanted to tell you that the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's D-I-V-I Project.org. And since this is Free Talk Live, let's go to your calls and your thoughts. We're talking to Gene, the Christian anarchist, who is calling in on our Discord line. Gene, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I'm sure after this I'll be labeled Gene the Christian racist. But uh, Well, you sound uh, good saying it anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to point out how the BLM movement is promoting racism. You know, they they claim to be uh, against racism. Yeah, I was gonna but, I was gonna ask how how is that because uh, many people are thinking that BLM is you know for the abolishment of racism. So how exactly is it promoting racism? Yeah, it doesn't seem that way from my point of view. It looks to me like what they're promoting is uh, elevating a certain race above another race. And to me, that's not what the issue should be. The issue should be about police brutality. And if they mm-hmm. if they were to focus on police brutality, 
mm-hmm. and uh, and just make it a race race blind issue. There are people out there like Duncan Lemp who were not black, indeed, and were were just basically murdered by the police. Mm-hmm. And these are things that everybody should be upset with, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. rightfully so. See, All of these people I, that are getting I murdered agree by with police. You. And and I disagree with you. You know, my first my first uh, uh, thought when hearing about an organization called Black Lives Matter was, well, why not drop the modifier? You know, fewer words, still a true statement. Um, but the thing is that Black Lives have been especially discounted historically and that's a fact you know you can't uh if and and not just back in the days of slavery but also when black wall street was overrun and the people were massacred there when uh when uh the uh the town in florida i think it was called lakewood um uh, I can't remember the name. Rosewood, Rosewood, Rosewood. Florida, uh, was overrun. In both of those cases, uh, an entire town was br- was uh, was uh, burnt down because one teenage boy was was accused of acting badly toward one teenage girl. Mm. Um, you know, and and that's that's why I think it's worth. Uh, it's it's worth adding the emph- extra emphasis and the acknowledgement that yes, Black Lives Matter just as much as uh, every other other life. But um, it's certainly and I don't it's think certainly most a true people state. There see it as Black Lives Matter more so much as Black Lives have been treated like they matter less. Yeah, and I want to add in before you go on, Gene. Uh, this is tough, right? Because we've been to some of these these rallies. I've seen the frustration on the part of many of the speakers at these mm-hmm. rallies. So I can understand yeah. totally. You know, I can't understand what it's like to be black and be targeted by the police. But I've been targeted by the police, and we've been yeah. targeted uh, by the police. And in fact, as recently as Friday night, uh, <laughs> our nightcap event was targeted. The video's up right now at uh, at freekeen dot com. But luckily, they didn't come in and crack any heads. Uh, they yeah. just you know littered this a bunch of, littered a bunch of tickets on uh, on our cars. So these folks and their family members and generations prior to that have absolutely been targeted in a way that most other people in the United States have not experienced. And so I don't want to take that away. And proudly targeted. There was no question about what was going on when the KKK was burning a a flag in your yard or when a southern, uh, southern sheriff was arresting you for you know basically being black in the wrong place yeah I, well, nobody's saying there is not racism of course there's I'm racism but I, but I got news for you <laughs> racism is not going away anytime soon racism well, is going to continue but it's on both sides of the issue now we're seeing black gangs attacking white people now that's being fueled mm-hmm. by the BLM thing now th- basically both of these sides, the white people hating blacks and the black people hating whites, both sides are being fueled by the powers that be, sure. the people at the top, mm-hmm. you know, the George Soros's of the world. They're funding all this stuff. They well, the want to see this be, division. 
the powers that be want a race war because that's the way that they can I mean, that's the only scenario where right. they win, uh, right. because what they, otherwise it's going to be the people in general against them, and that won't that. work yeah. well, well What for the them. establishment fears most is people of all colors coming together and fighting against them. Which is, which is exactly what we would have if Black Lives Matter would also uh, talk about Duncan Lamp, and they would have also asked the Bubba's to join them. Say, come on, Bubba's, you, you gun rights people, I, join yeah. us and stand up against police brutality. We would have a movement that would I absolutely agree. crush them. They, that's they that's a great idea. Sh- they shouldn't be turning out potential supporters. And I think they are inadvertently doing that by focusing mm. almost exclusively on Black Lives Matter. Now, you will, at least here in New Hampshire, and I, I mm. suspect it's different in other places, um, probably due to the, to the demographic makeups to some extent. Mm. But uh, but here in New Hampshire, you will hear them talk about, they will acknowledge that, yes, all lives do matter, but black lives have been targeted more so than others, and they feel personally uh, affected by that. And in many cases, they are personally affected. Yeah. Their father, one of the, the speakers this weekend at the event in Keene that we attended, uh, nobody, you and I were, were there for it, mm-hmm. uh, You know, one of the girls' fathers was targeted in Concord, New Hampshire, because he's the only black guy around and they were looking for a black guy and so like they went after him and he didn't do whatever it was they were accusing him of doing but yeah. that didn't stop him from taking him to the ground violently and you know treating mm-hmm. him like dirt but, uh, so but I liberty it. should be the Liberty should be the message, not to what color skin people have. Well, Racism right. is I, not going away. Yeah, liber- Racism is not ending. aren't running mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Um, so, I, I, you know, as much as I wish liberty were the message, for the time, it's mm-hmm. not. And the only way that we can change that is by, I think, getting involved with these groups and getting out there and being, you know, a neighbor and being a, a supporter to mm-hmm. what extent we can yeah. and bringing I, our I agree with you 100%, Ian. And in fact, Gene, that's a great suggestion to anybody who is not black. If you are, if you recognize that the system is inherently evil, the best thing that you could do to help point that out is show up at these protests, have conversations with these yeah. people show your support for mm-hmm. what they're doing against the establishment where we agree yeah. agree with them in that in those respects and make friends in those respects and i mm-hmm. think that that'll do more to forward liberty yeah. than anything else i'll give you an example from this weekend uh, i've been out at the last few of these things handing out flyers uh, specifically at Keene. i've been handing out know your rights police know your rights flyers because that seems like the best possible right. you know flyer to hand out it's going to help people learn their rights and exercise them and you know we'll get you some uh, appreciation from the folks who are there that don't know you from from Adam and one mm-hmm. of the girls who was speaking actually referenced the flyer in her speech and she was nice. like hey this guy over here's got these flyers come get them and then three of us ended up passing out the flyers to the crowd at the end and they just went super fast hey Gene thanks mm-hmm. for the call tonight we appreciate you 855 450 free like freedom do you support anti-establishmentism Talk live. That is what you are listening to. You are in the right place for the live call-in radio show known as Free Talk Live. 
Our toll-free number here is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And nobody. And I wanted to tell you about Intercoin. Intercoin's team spent the last decade helping communities release apps to unite their members and coordinate social activity. Now, communities can release currencies to coordinate economic activity. They represent a soft but voluntary power, encouraging people to spend the currency on local goods and services that accept it, or to support the community with small fees when cashing out unused coins. Towns already do this to battle globalism, and festivals can create an extended online community that transacts in their own year-round, or on their own year-round. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space. We think it's important here on Free Talk Live, so important that FTL accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. in exchange for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.org. Let's go to more of your calls and your thoughts here on Free Talk Live. We have Dylan calling from Centipede, New Hampshire. Dylan, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. You're on the air. Dylan, are you really listening on the radio tonight? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Got it. Because it said no, you were listening to one of our stations up there. Yeah, that's our Saturday night station. I didn't think we would be on tonight. Thanks for clarifying that for me. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Yeah, sorry. Um, Are you guys familiar with uh, Freetown Christiana? Freetown Christiana? Yeah. No, what is that? Um, That is a similar thing to the Chaz experiment. Really? It was done in Denmark. And when was this? This was in the early 70s. Tell, tell us more. What happened? Um, it was basically what you expected. It was um, a bunch of anarchists came up there. They decided it was their space. Uh, biker gangs took it over. It was a mess. The so, whole thing was a mess. So biker gangs rolled in after the anarchists claimed it as their own space, and, and how long did the anarchists hold it before the biker gangs took it over? Um, in my experience, I was there until, I mean, I say there, uh, I was in Europe until about 2000, about like, uh, 11 Mm -hmm. and they were still there. Wait, when you say they were still there, you mean the biker gangs were still ruling over Freetown? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. So what, what's happening there now? Are the biker gangs still in Freetown? I'm not sure. It, it was an abandoned, like, military post. It was like a military base. Okay, okay. Well, this from just Wikipedia, it says that Christiana has been a source of controversy since its creation in a squatted military area in 1971. Its cannabis trade was tolerated by authorities until 2004. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And since then, relations between Christiana and Danish authorities have been strained. But since the beginning of the 2010s, the situation has somewhat been normalized. And now Danish law is now enforced in Christiana. Sadly. Wow, so it made it for, what, 40 years? Thereabouts, yeah. Okay, well, maybe they did better than I did. Pretty impressive. Thanks for bringing that up tonight, man. Yeah, you've certainly educated it. me. We appreciate the call tonight, Dylan. That's interesting Ooh. that 
we see these phenomena happening repeatedly. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and in similar instances, you can trace back even, you know, the, the quote, founders of the United States, unquote. And there were a bunch of people who were involved with those people, the famous people that you learned in your history class that you don't learn about, who were also anarchists. They were all about being free and having no government versus trying to create the world's smallest government, which is what eventually happened. So since he brought it up, uh, and we've been over the last several days talking about the CHAZ or or the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle, and you are formerly of Seattle, Captain. Indeed, I spent 22 years there. Uh, So you know a thing or two about the city. You've got some friends who are there, and we've heard that... It's a very, very peaceful place. It's kind of just like a like a street fair or party. Uh, there's activism going on, teach-ins, uh, art exhibits. It's a bunch of hippies. Peace and love, yeah. brother. Basically, that's that's what's happening there. The police want you to believe that there is a warlord and they're going around extorting money from people and that they're extracting uh, funds from people trying to get in. But uh, we had a guy call in who said that none of that stuff is happening. That's all total BS. The police are trying to make the place sound dangerous. They're trying to make it sound scary. Yes. And the reality on the ground is not that there was an interesting uh development i I in fact saw one retraction from a major news media outlet i don't remember which one saying that uh we apologize we were wrong there was no this warlord guy wasn't what we thought he wasn't trying to take over and rule the place so now apparently some people have been calling the chaz the chop well, no, it's still called Chaz. What they're calling Chop is the organized protest portion. I think it depends on who you ask. Of the Chaz. I think it depends on who you ask. I could also see people easily conflating the two. So Chaz is the Capitol Hill Autonomous, Autonomous zone. zone. The Chop is the Capitol Hill organized protest. Right. They both occur on Capitol Hill in Seattle, Washington. One is just, you know, the so-called six-block area. The other one is, hey, today on Saturday between 4 and, you know, 8, we're all going to have a protest. I think what's happened, though, is that at least from all I can do is read the news, sure. right? And so I first saw it on Fox. You always got to question everything that's being you know put forth on Fox. And I found a ver- uh, version from SeattleTimes.com where they're talking about what things are you know what's going on in the Capitol Hill autonomous zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say that for some members, this awareness has meant trying to come up with a less provocative name for the occupation. Like, what do people think from on the outside world? Uh, one of the activists said to the Seattle Times, quote, I don't like the word autonomous, says one. We're not trying to secede from the city. We just want policing that's less hardcore. So oh, some perf- people chose mm. Capitol Hill uh, organized protest because of the optics. Not that it was a separate <laughs> thing. The word chop is certainly a more violent uh, it word sounds to me, violent, anyway, yes. than Chaz. Chaz sounds like you know, I don't know, your bartender or something. You know but, I mean? yeah. but autonomous does sound secessionist, right? I mean, I can, I, I can understand I that, love right? the, yeah, it the autonomous secessionist zone. to me. Yeah, That's me one too. of the reasons I like it. And I think this is what you're seeing here is the first schism of the Chaz. We're you're seeing see- a fork? You're seeing this, right. You're seeing a schism between those who support autonomy and the autonomous zone as originally envisioned. And this other group of people who's like, well, but people will think of certain things. So we need to rename this. We're going to start renaming it. So now it's called the chop. Over. We think it's called the chop. We think it's called the Chaz. You got your first schism. We got the uh, chop people against the the chaz people. Took less than a week. Well, the thing is, can they manage to not care? Because that's that's the winning strategy there is don't care what you call it. Mm -hmm. Just be there.
Yeah, I um, mean, that would be my preference is, you know, <laughs> hey, everybody let individuals be individuals as long as they're not harming anybody or damaging or taking anybody's property. Uh, that's just kind of the way life should be. You shouldn't need any overt authority to be telling you otherwise, in my opinion. 855 450 free. Are you a Chaz person or a Chop person? Let <laughs> us know. Free Talk Live, we've got more coming up. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Talking is free. The call-in is live. The call-in is also free, toll-free, that is, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733 for tonight's edition of Free Talk Live. In the studio tonight, it's... It's Ian. And nobody. And I, of course, am the captain. And I wanted to tell you that Crypto Vegas and Anarcho Vegas are dual events with an amazing lineup of speakers, some of the brightest and most innovative minds in blockchain technology. Juan Galt, Anastasia Sergiviana, Lynn Ulbricht, Jim Bell, Elise Sam, Float CEO Kingsley Edwards, and more. And Arco Vegas 2020 speakers include Jim Bell, Larkin Rose, Avens O'Brien, G. Edward Griffin, Walter Block, Amanda Rockwitz, Ernie Hancock, and more. Daily tickets for each event are just $20.20, as in 2020, and available at anarchovegas.com and cryptovegasconference.com. You can use code FTL to get 10% off your VIP tickets. July 18th and 19th, join Free Talk Live in Vegas for Crypto Vegas and Anarcho Vegas 2020. That sounds like a pretty cool event. I hope you guys have tons of fun. It I was not, cool last year. I'm not going to be able to attend, sadly. I would love to, however. Somebody's got to host the show. That's going to be you. <laughs> In, indeed. <laughs> indeed. I, I'm happy to uh, take over your light work while you're you know, in <laughs> Vegas, otherwise having a great time. <laughs> it's work, man. I no, mean, it's I fun. Know. It's fun to visit, but uh, last year we were literally interviewing people the entire time. I didn't get to see any of, of uh, Anarcho Vegas. Would you believe I've never set foot in Vegas? I would believe it. Yeah. I never until last year. There's a handful of places on in the United States that I haven't been as far as states are concerned. It's kind of cheesy. I mean, it's fun, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that people you should see, I guess, just to see the spectacle of it, but it's like, oh yeah, here's a lot of lights and a whole lot of overpriced crap. I would just hope that as a, a guy who's been a musician and a partier, you know, most of his young life anyway, that I would have set foot in Vegas, but I never got the opportunity. I like the way Mark put it. It's like these casinos they're basically giant malls with hotels attached indeed and hotels and casinos attached everything else is just like mall pricing mall kind of vendors and stores it's like you've got malls right next to malls right next to malls all on a big strip and that's that's all it is that's the experience well uh, this is free talk live so we should go to your calls and we do have 
Dave calling in on our Discord line. Hello, Dave. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, well, in, in its attempt to uh, try and make life uh, better for us by spending less money while, uh, you know, revenue is down and business is down, uh, the New Hampshire government has decided it wants to, you know, to look into creating a new office of school counseling and psychology at your expense. Oh, no. <laughs> so so at least this one's going through the uh, the actual legislative process as opposed to being just voted in by edict by one guy. Um but uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance says that House Bill 1549 uh, would be making an appropriation to uh, like establish this whole new office inside the uh, the the uh, I guess the school you know the the state school bureaucracy, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know they, they would just defer the funding, which of course means that when they when they bring it up later, they're like, well, someone already mandated this, so we have to fund it. You know, it's already in the it's already in the law. Uh, so we got to push it forward, but, um, you know, the, we, how many more psychologists do we need? Right. Didn't, didn't well, we learn something about, I'm sorry, go ahead. No. How many more government organizations do we need? I, I'm sure they have some nifty acronym for it. Right. Well, these supposed small government conservatives here in New Hampshire don't seem like they've ever seen a government educational program they don't like. Uh, they may claim to want to make the budget smaller, but I don't know if the reality has, has borne that out. Uh, they, uh, there was some sort of court case in New Hampshire that ruled that the government has to provide an education to everybody. And so it's basically as good as, you know, ensconced for the rest of, of time. I mean, there would have to be a major pushback against government education or government indoctrination in order for this to ever get stopped from a political perspective. It's so ugly. Well, you know, two months ago, I never would have imagined that you would have a city council voting to defund its police department and disband it. You know, I thought you don't have I, that I in thought, New Hampshire, you know, we were, do you? I thought we were the only ones talking about that, but well, I don't know if we have it in New Hampshire. Actually, yeah, we did have one. We did have one town that uh, there's more, been that, more than one. There's uh, actually been a multiple towns in Cheshire County that have gotten rid of their police departments. So that okay. has happened, but I don't think a New Hampshire city has yet gotten rid of a police department. No, I, it was uh, um, list of goals. Somebody up north, I think, not Grafton, but maybe Croydon, could be. Fired, yeah, I think uh, you're they right. fired their one cop. Westmoreland got fired, having a temper tantrum, and yeah. uh, didn't they make him walk home, home naked? Or, yes, yeah. no, he 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 stomped in his out underwear? in okay. his underwear. Um, good, good for him. Uh, Dave, yeah. Dave, did you have any more thoughts about this new bureaucracy? Well, this was uh, up for vote, you know, as the state legislature came back into its socially distancing meetings, uh, you know, I guess last week. So the the the, the uh, committee recommendation would have been voted on last week, I think. It was scheduled to be voted on, but I don't know how, how the vote went. It's it still, I think, I don't know if it can, this would be the House that was voting. Do you have any idea what this new department or what have you is supposed to cost? I don't know that, but I know the guy who led the siege of Sarajevo, the war criminal Radovan Karadzic, was a, a psychologist. <laughs> I know what they did with psychology <laughs> in the Soviet Union, right? And they made everybody, uh, they threw everybody in jail and said they were insane and used psychologists to do it. And you know mm. all the all the abuses of psychology in the United States. So mm. it's just you know this is one of those professions that we don't need. We don't need more of them. No doubt. Or giving them power. That's for sure. I certainly agree. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Dave. We appreciate you. Especially over impressionable children's lives, which is, of course, the real tragedy of uh, state indoctrination is that, that, you know, they're 
teaching all kinds of young people about statism and why government is good and why we need the government and anybody that cares about kids should get them the hell out of the government schools. It's like these oh, yeah. it's like these proposals for uh, you know, the government should pay for college education, right? Like what is not being accomplished in the 12 years that the government already has your children that's going to be accomplished in another 4 partying lots of partying you know mm. they're they're not accomplishing what they need to accomplish already in those 12 years hence the st- or as evidenced by the statistic of what is it one in five is mm-hmm. one in five graduates are functionally illiterate well, so not, in the the other four years so you've got the 13 years in k through 12 mm-hmm. and then you've got the four plus years of uh, of college you get, you get a lot college. of partying uh, that goes on and a lot of debt that happens too. So that's the part where they really get you. So in the first 13 years, it's constant indoctrination. And then the other four, it's major indebtedness. That way you walk away and you have to basically be the state's bitch at that point because you owe them money. Well, that's how it is now. But folks are talking about making college free for everybody. And that means socializing it, making everybody yeah. pay for it. So the students aren't going to walk out you know, any more in debt in theory. True. Than, or in fact, less in debt in theory. But... But the degree asking, will be less worthwhile because yeah, everybody will have one. Asking the government to take over the next four years after yeah. the K through twelve is ridiculous. It'll be another high school. It'll be as they called it. the the joke when I was in community college was that it was high school with cigarettes, <laughs> and so that'll be the difference, right? Like because everybody will have if everyone is getting a, a free quote quote like you know taxpayer paid for college education, then everyone will have one except for those who are smart enough to drop out and actually follow their own right, path in right. life. Uh, then everybody will have a college education, and so it won't mean anything. Having a college degree will be just as meaningless as having a high school degree. Although I am old enough that the high school that I did go to, albeit for a short period of time before I dropped out and left, uh, actually had a smoking area. Wow. Yeah, like a yellow spray paint outside <laughs> behind the cafeteria doors where they loaded all the supplies yeah. in for the lunchroom and that kind of thing. I for actually, the students. Yeah, I actually not got... the cafeteria workers. Yes, yeah, correct. We well, for everybody. For everybody. School, the but... students and cafeteria workers. Yeah. Anybody who smoked could come out there, including teachers. It was <laughs> uh, an interesting place. I bet. Yeah, lots of fun things went down. Uh, people would get kicked off the football team just for being out there talking to their wow. friends and things like that. So, yeah, good times. Uh, were you ever kicked out of school for cigarettes? 855 450 free like freedom. Were you ever kicked out of school for, well, anything? Other things. Give us a call. Let us know. We've got more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can call in. You can take control of the airwaves. You can talk about, well, whatever you want. What's on your mind? Give us a call at 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. I am your host tonight, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me in the studio, it's... It's Ian. And nobody. And these guys are pretty awesome, so... And they have lots to say. We're a talkative bunch. Yes. I, I think. And uh, we'll do what we like to do here, and we'll go right away to your calls and your thoughts. 
Uh, we have Packet Sniffer calling in on our Discord line over at discord.lrn.fm. Packet Sniffer, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? All right. Hey, guys. What's up? Um, I just wanted to redress Gene, the Christian anarchist, mm-hmm. uh, comments that he said earlier. He said, uh, you know, oh, oh, well, you know, Black Lives Matters is just all about Black Lives Matters, when in fact it's all lives matter, but specifically this one, you know, segment of the lives needs help more than the others. Clearly, the uh, the the laws, the government, the you know, the whole uh, the whole system is just anti-black. And right now, our our brothers of other races need that help. They need the extra attention. That's a good perspective to have. I know that statistically speaking, when it comes to arrests and the number of inmates, that there is an inordinate amount of people that are, well, not white. Mm. Yeah. And and it's just, it's hard for me, and, and maybe this is just my bias or whatever. I don't know. But it's hard for me to think that one race is just more criminal <laughs> based on the system <laughs> than others. <laughs> yeah, I mean, politicians are the real criminals. They're the ones who Absolutely. do more murdering, more theft, and you know any of the mm-hmm. other assorted varieties of crimes than anybody else. They just do it at the institutional level so everybody thinks mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah, right. I mean, if you get your crime on legally, then it's not seen in the <laughs> well, statistics, is it? <laughs> right the uh the biggest looters of 2020 are the you know the big corporations that got all those uh all that money right yeah 2.7 trillion dollars in money looted from us yep indeed exactly like i don't know how much the the general public got of that money but it's a it's a fraction a, small a third fraction. of a bill uh a third a of a billion okay. uh in the form oh, of 1200 dollars okay. each yeah <laughs> Yeah. So the bailout didn't really help the common people that are stuck home quarantining or can't go to work or afraid to go to work. No, that's oh, no. that twelve hundred bucks yeah. and the uh, the additional unemployment bonus. Yeah. What was it? Five, six hundred bucks, whatever. That's what we call per week. That's what we call hush right. money. That's to keep you silent. <laughs> that's to keep you from protesting. That's to keep you from. Well, it doesn't keep people know. from protesting. Well, it no. actually encourages them to go protest because they don't have to go to work. <laughs> But it reinforces mm. government good. I got money from the government. Oh, it Therefore, does that. government yeah. good. That's true. So that's hush money yeah. in that respect, in, in my I, opinion. I, yeah. I just want to reiterate the the Black Lives Matter or the people that are protesting are not looking to specifically, like, take over the whites. No one's, like, revolting or whatever. They just want to be considered just as equal as the people that can get away with crimes for trillions or billions of dollars. Well, I'm revolting, but then again, I have a face for radio. <laughs> the people are revolting. Right, you don't you look so good. Hey, have a good night, Packet sniffer. sniffer. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Do you think the captain's revolting? 855-450 free. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on the matter. Uh, uh, and continuing on, uh, this is where uh, we're going to lose nobody for just a minute. Uh, we've Uh-oh. got James in Arizona calling. Uh, James, you're on Free Talk Live. Captain likes his abuse, apparently. Go ahead. Emphatic yes, Captain. Kick rhymes with lick. Uh, okay. Do you know what a transducer is? Lick. Reverend Lick, that is. You, Brian, that's your real name, right? question. I, I do know what a transducer is, yes. I believe, I, I, believe is? I, I gave the definition over the air in two segments a ago. A transducer 
a transducer is what drag queen James does in the morning after he wakes up. Oh, and you guys keep on calling him a she that I will never understand. But uh, Do you have anything relevant man? or topical to say tonight, James? Yeah. I, call, I call her a she something because she puts the effort in. She puts the effort in to look like a she. Looking at, who's challenged me to get in a ring with him? Huh? What if I come up to Keene, New Hampshire? Huh? What? I love how you feign... I love how you feign that you don't know what I'm talking about, Minister Bernard, just like I love how you right on the spot made up a reason. No, I said, huh, because I didn't understand what you were saying. I'd like to take that fat pig, nobody up on his challenge to get in a ring with him if I come up to Keene, New Hampshire on my own dime. Name the day. What are you going to do? Reimburse me after I stop his breathing, hopefully for good and forever. Yeah, I don't think that uh, anybody really wants to see that happen. Yeah. So. No, I really, you know, James, I, I took your call in the hopes that you would have something to new to say, nah. something same old, something fun, same old, same old. something different. Perhaps you had you know, changed your stripes, but I guess the saying is true. Stripes on a tiger don't wash away. Not that James is a tiger. He's more of a cockroach. You want to hear more about the Chaz? I got a little bit more here from uh, Seattle Times. I would, actually, yes. So they, uh, again, talking about what's going on in the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone there in Seattle. Seattle Times reporting that uh, some concerns are a a far cry from the ominous agenda that much of the outside world seems to have assigned to this six-block experiment, an alternative community that is emerging from the heart of Capitol Hill and in the center of the national debate over police reform. Indeed, for some conservative commentators and parts of the political establishment, the occupation of this small stretch of Seattle has become the latest symbol of failed progressive politics and the unchecked rise of anarchy and protests. This quote from Anarchy. Yeah, so here's a quote from the president of the Seattle Police Officers Guild. His oh, name is boy. Michael Salan. He was interviewed on Fox News Friday. Quote This is the closest I've ever seen our country, let alone the city here, to becoming a lawless state. This could metastasize across the country. Sweet. He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Finally, words out of a government agent's mouth that I can get behind. Wouldn't that be nice to see an autonomous zone spring up in every city around the United States? That'd be great. That'd be cool. Now, of course, there's a you know it's a bit of a messy situation in there. Not everybody's going to get along with one another. There's going to be personality conflicts, and we've already seen some people are calling it the Chaz, some are calling it the mm-hmm. Chop or the Capitol Hill occupied protest. But on this particular afternoon, writes the Seattle Times, many of the members of that quote lawless state unquote seemed less focused on defying the establishment than in recreating elements of that establishment in ways that advance the goals of the new community. So this is where we once again remind you that the people who are, for the most part, involved in these things are not against the state. Right. They are in favor of a state. Many of them, they just want it to be well, their state. Most un, hmm, undereducated people who haven't studied the philosophies of freedom Right. They they don't they automatically have this knee jerk reaction when something sort of goes away. They're like, oh, we have to rebuild something that mm-hmm. resembles that when you should just take a minute and wait and see if that's even necessary. Mm-hmm. Near one of the newly planted gardens, a person named Clem described the emerging community in terms of something called a, quote, social change ecosystem in which participants take on critical roles such as disruptors, builders, healers, experimenters and frontline responders to create a new kind of society. Clem said, quote, it isn't just necessarily anarchy, but it's allowing people to do what they want to do. 
which is another way of saying anarchy, I think. <laughs> Sounds like uh, anarchy. It's not just letting people do what they want to do. It's letting people do what they want to do. Over the last few days, that has meant everything from managing Venmo accounts to handle cash donations to coming up with infrastructure for things like water. I, I really hope stuff like this continues. I like the words Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. You can make that for any city if you'd like. And I hope that as the infrastructure of freedom grows, things like the blockchain, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, et cetera, and so Mm -hmm. on, that we see more of this helping these people establish these things to a point, like, I think we're going to continue to see cycles of this, but hopefully every time we see a new cycle, technology is there to embrace it and help it grow, and eventually it will outpace the state. Right now, they're uh, just trying to focus on water, so they haven't gotten quite to the whole technology uh, aspect. From uh, According to a 31-year-old Columbia City man named Marcus Henderson, he was speaking with other volunteers in, about ways to build a rainwater collection system. He said, quote, we don't know if the city is going to give us access to water. And even if they did give us access to water, we need to put down drip lines so we're not out here with buckets. Well, it's my understanding that in the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, like life is going up, people are paying their bills, mm-hmm. you know, they're paying their utilities, that kind of a thing. But what if the city cuts off the water? Right, right. I, I get you. Yeah. But for the moment, things are just going on. For the moment. They may want to take back their turf, though, at some point. So yeah. things could get very dangerous. They are a gang, and that's what gangs yeah. do. 855 450 free. How would you like to see the Chaz progress? Give us a call. Let us know your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, the live call in talk radio show where you can talk about anything you would like to. We are rolling into our third and final hour of this evening's edition. With you in the studio tonight, it's... It's Ian. And the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. This COVID-19 thing has turned the world upside down, regardless of what you believe about it. It has changed our lives. But what has not changed is that if you own a business, you need to advertise to reach new customers or clients. Our audience are not the kind to stick their heads in the sand during a crisis. They are as fully engaged and more active than ever. Special advertising packages are available to you to help you not just recover, but thrive. You can email the sales manager at Matthew at freetalklive.com. That's Matthew at freetalklive.com. We have been talking about, wow, all sorts of things, but we were talking about uh, the Chaz, that's the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in a six-block area in Seattle, Washington. And they were discussing infrastructure problems that they may encounter. Mm-hmm. And we were talking uh, just in the last segment about them potentially collecting rainwater. During the break, I did look it up online. 
Rainwater collection appears to be legal. A water permit is not required for rooftop harvesting systems, which implies that a water permit is required for anything except that. Hmm. So I wasn't able to find out any other or at least information. That it's, impl- it's required for something. For something, right? So I, I will say this about Seattle, Washington: it is true that it rains a lot. Hmm. It doesn't rain like it does in other parts of the country. Like here in New Hampshire, for example, when I moved here, I experienced a thunderstorm for the first time in 20 years. Now, Even those are rare here. They don't happen that often. But but I forgot what that was like. Because you don't get them at Beca- all? No, in Seattle, it just sort of drizzles. It doesn't uh, really ever pour. Oh, it pours here a lot. It yeah. pours here. When it rains, it'll pour here for like 20 minutes and then be gone. Yeah. yeah. A little squall that comes by, a couple thunder mm-hmm. boomers and a flash of lightning, and a half hour later, it's sunny again. You know, so sometimes it'll rain all day or for a couple days here. I mean, it's not it's not dry in New Hampshire by no means. Absolutely. But it it would be, I think, remarkably easy to set up a rainwater collection Mm -hmm. system in in, Seattle, in Seattle, particularly in the Chaz, you know, anywhere in the northwest from, you know, I don't know, B.C. all the way down to Portland, you know, anywhere in Oregon, even northern Cal for that matter. Right. Because that those guys are a wet zone. Mm hmm. Uh, one of the things that drew me there originally before I sort of came out of my fog of statism was that it's my belief that the environment directly affects your quality of life. Sure. And one of the things I liked about the environment there was everything was lush, green, and prosperous mm. as far as the plant life and the animals and all that kind of stuff is concerned. The plants don't die for the wintertime up there? No. That doesn't happen? No. I mean, there is a freeze and like mm-hmm. you'll lose like, you know, bumblebees and stuff like that. Mm. You know, they'll go away. But for the most part, y- you have a fall. The trees do, you know, lose their leaves they and that do. kind of okay. thing. But the freeze only lasts for maybe a week, two at tops. Huh. All right. Uh, there might be more than one during a winter, but it will, again, only a week or two tops before it all melts and it's just wet again. Um you know, it'll it rarely gets below forty degrees. Hmm. It rarely gets above, say, eighty five. You know, if you if you get above gotcha. eighty five, you're getting pretty warm. If you get below forty, then the town shuts down because they have, I don't know, like five plows for the entire city yeah. of Seattle. Yeah. And I think Keene has, you know, a couple dozen or something. I don't know for how many they have. A town that's a fraction of the yeah. size, yeah. Yeah. When it snow and it's all hills too, so it's hard to de ice. They don't use salt. Oh. They use this chemical de icer, so and it doesn't work as well as salt, hmm. of course. But they also don't have rusty cars out there. Yeah, so. that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so my point of all that rambling was that I think it would be relatively easy for the folks in the Chaz to collect rainwater. Whether or not a license is required, giving the man a further excuse Well, there's nobody enforcing licenses within the Chaz, which is one of the things we talked about the other night, was that people are now openly carrying alcohol out of the bar, and no one does anything about it. How about people are just going to bars, right? You know, and I saw some of the protesters or some of the gatherings from some of the photos that I've seen. Some people are wearing masks. Others aren't. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least as far as the protest is concerned, seems like folks are awfully close together. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, they're certainly not six or ten feet between each of them. So, uh, and what we haven't heard is really anything horrific. No, well, thankfully, the police haven't come back in. And that is, according to the Seattle Times story about the Chaz, that is obviously a major concern, right? So one concern, as we just addressed, was what about water? What if the city cuts off the water supply? Because you rely on the government for water, and then they cut it off. Well, now you're going to be begging them, right? Uh, Or you're leaving. 
And according to the story here, they are also worried about handling potential tensions with police and other outsiders, especially after dark. One man who describes the constant concern members of the community have about being overrun by the police says, quote, we basically don't sleep until the sun comes up. Others talk about the delicate and evolving challenge of making people feel safe under often stressful circumstances within a highly diverse and eclectic community. At any given time or any given moment, the six-block zone... Okay, if, if you're, if you're um, effectively at war with the police of any major metropolitan area and you feel safe, you're not thinking very well. Um, at any they're given, not safe. Yeah. They're not supposed to feel safe. True. Uh, at any given moment, the six-block zone is home not only to activists of various political leanings and objectives, but people experiencing homelessness or other personal challenges who have flocked to the park because it feels relatively safe. Mm-hmm. As a result, some occupiers say they often find themselves in the role of social service provider and dispute resolver. That describes Andy, a former cook who now works to, quote, de-escalate a situation without using physical harm or being super confrontational. That and sounds so, great. Indeed. Uh, when he finds someone is in crisis or becoming confrontational, he says his preferred technique is to just walk them around to make sure they have someone to talk to for a second because people just need to vent sometimes, unquote. Running this new community also requires a constant negotiating with the outside world. This has meant keeping up a dialogue with police as well as other city officials. Henderson, the water czar, says he's met several times with officials with city parks and other departments to see what the city will and won't allow in terms of projects such as raised bed gardens. He says, quote, I think they've given us at least a yellow light to proceed with caution to kind of keep doing this. Now, why you would it's, want to go and negotiate with anyone in the city over what's going on in the autonomous zone is confusing to me. But yeah. apparently he mm. believes that that's what his role uh, in this community I, is. I'd well, like- I mean, I reached out when I was doing the 420 rally. I reached out to, to the police, uh, to the police chief and and basically said, you know, there are ways to communicate with me other than. Uh, you know, arresting you, sending, well, sending people with big sticks to beat my people right. or, or whatever my people, but, but, you know, it was, uh, I, if, if they had, if they felt they absolutely had to say something to me, I wanted them have to have a way to say, say it without hurting anybody. Um, that's so that's one reason for keeping a line of communication open. Communication is good for when they when folks will actually listen. We all know that when the state decides not to listen that nothing you say is going to affect what their decisions are. It's true. Um uh, furthermore from the Washington Department of Ecology, uh, this is uh, I'm sorry ecology.wa.gov from the actual official website. When does rainwater collection require a permit? Under our current policy, you don't need a water right permit to collect rainwater with a few conditions. Oh, boy. Rainwater must be used on the property where it is collected. So you can't move it or sell it. Sounds like it. Sounds like you can't even consume it. Mm. I don't know what used means, Mm. but if I collect some rainwater and I'm on a certain piece of property, when do I transfer, if it's public property, when do I transfer from a piece to another piece? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what that definition is, but... Sounds like uh, sounds like that's you know a, a very vague condition. Rainwater can only be collected from existing structures that have another purpose other than to collect rainwater. So it sounds like constructing a new structure to collect rainwater is illegal. 
Hmm. Well, they're going to be doing that, apparently, in the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, and I support them. More power to them. In whatever the peaceful, illegal things they are doing to make their place yeah. a better place uh, to again, live. Again, if you're... More water to them, too. Yeah. Yeah. If, as long as you're not harming anybody or their property, do whatever you want. That's my philosophy. 855. And it harm none, do as thou wilt, shall be the whole of the law. 855-450-FREE. Well said, nobody. Free Talk Live. More coming up. going to say, come on. Oh, no, he said, ha, ha. I guess he's laughing at me for being wrong. <laughs> 855-450-FREE is the phone number for you to call if you would like to get on the air and, well, talk about whatever's on your mind. That's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. We're into the final hour of tonight's edition. With you in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And Ian. And nobody. And we were talking about collecting rainwater, uh, specifically in the Chaz Zone, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle, Washington. And I was reading a bit from the Washington Department of Ecology's own website over at ecology.wa.gov. When does rainwater r- collection require a permit? Uh, it must be used... Uh, On the property where it's collected, we talked about that, rainwater can only be collected from existing structures that have another purpose other than collecting rainwater. And we talked about that. Whatever that means. Whatever that means, yeah. Uh, it sounds I'm not sure what that. It sounds be. like it means that you need a license, according to them, if you specifically build something to to collect create, to collect rainwater, right. as opposed to I have this building and oh, I'm going to add a gutter to it to collect rainwater. Right. But wouldn't that be creating something? Wouldn't adding a gutter violate the rule? It sounds like you're constructing something. So, yeah. I, yeah I, um, it's all it's very confusing. It's all very vague. Yeah. There's more conditions. Uh, this uh, third out of four says, if we, I don't know who he is, if we find that rainwater collection is negatively affecting existing water rights in an area, local restrictions may be developed to govern new systems. Hmm. However, comma, we do not expect the collection of harvested rainwater to cause problems. Then why did you write this whole they're bizarre, just reserving the right. section? They're, they're reserving the right to control you. They are, well, we've determined that you've affected the uh, the water table here in the area by collecting <sighs> so much rainwater, and therefore we are going to prohibit you from doing so. I, I want to encourage people to read things like, rules and regulations that no, your government do put that crap. Uh, only only to educate yourself right mm-hmm. um but then every time i read it i go this is ridiculous yeah it is why would you even say that if you think it's not going to be a problem why put the sentence in there well because they are the controlling type and you're not I, so I they, that's what I, they think about that is their position in life they think of all kinds of rules for people to follow and in this case, they haven't gone so far as to create a whole set of them, but they can imagine a series, a time at which that they could create that set, and that's if they arbitrarily determine that they should. Well, and this specifically is related to when does rainwater collection <laughs> require a permit? So if they do determine that somehow 
you collecting rainwater is negatively affecting somebody else's mm. existing water rights, then you have to get a license. They're not just going to straight out stop you. They're going to make you pay oh, yeah. for, the, that makes everything better. for the rights, if you will. And that's all licensing is to our listeners out there. It's when the government takes away your right to do something and sells it back to you for a price. As a privilege, not a right. Correct. Uh, And the fourth uh, item here is if you are planning to use rainwater as your primary drinking water source for new building construction, you'll need to check with your county to see if it's allowed. I'll uh, pass on checking with yeah, any of me those, too. those people. I will also And pass. it sounds like the wow. Chaz is also not going to ask for permission. They are already talking about setting up uh, rainwater collection. They also, according to the Seattle Times, Friday night, Seattle police reported that someone attempted to set fire at the abandoned East Precinct building, which, by the way, is that building where uh, the police left on Monday. So it was a week ago yes. that they abandoned this building and boarded it up, apparently. Although some claim the activists boarded it up. That is true. The police claim that they boarded it up. But they, uh, they, they painted over the word police with people. So it says Seattle People Department now. I posted a photo of that in our, in our <laughs> keen telegram chat today. Uh, I, a person I know went to the chop. Oh, good. And took photos, and so I posted, I don't know, 10 or 12 of them, photos in our in our keen chat earlier today. So if you're in that Telegram chat, go check those out. Well, the They're police, first-hand photos. They reported someone had attempted to set fire to that building, but video of the incident showed nearby people on the streets rushing to extinguish it because the protesters at the CHAZ, or the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, they don't want the police department burned down. They want to use that building they, they want to commandeer to take over that uh, they want that, that to be the community center right uh, and on saturday evening some occupiers worked to defuse a shouting match between other occupiers and a small group of apparent counter protesters who showed up at the park that's what you were talking about you mentioned some guy acting as an arbiter right mm-hmm. uh, and folks engaging in arbitration and this is the answer to the question that people go oh, well without police what will happen how will disputes get resolved blah, blah, blah. arbitration people will get involved people will get involved maybe it'll be messy at some points but it's messy when the police get involved too perhaps sometimes deadly. perhaps like the ancient irish they, people will agree on hey this person is respected as a fair person in we the community can, yeah, in yeah, the sure. community we can go to him and then you know perhaps the community just supports him for doing that yeah or part-time or whatever or the market could provide services for people who are talented at de-escalating situations and otherwise fairly resolving disputes. Right. And based on reputation, you could hire the best company to represent you. Yeah. If you've got somebody, if you're, you know, own a bar and somebody starts a fight in that bar, you don't already have security. If somebody breaks up the fight, you might want to slip them a few bucks for the, you yeah. know, appreciate the good work. Yeah. Stop some yeah. stuff from that's, getting broken. That's in good there. marketing for their company, too. Uh, so apparently the counter-protesters had showed up at the park with a pair of American flags, one of which was grabbed away from him, so they had their flag stolen. The flag incident highlighted just how complicated and paradoxical the situation is in the area. While some occupiers see their mission as setting an example of an alternative to mainstream city life, others seem to very much regard the zone as an independent state. So once again, you've got this sort of group of people who are looking at this as an actual autonomous zone like we're this is our place it's not it's no longer seattle right uh and then there's other people who you know want this to be seattle but you know and like 
so not everybody's on the same page with which direction this should go, and that, I, that makes things interesting. I think there was a sign that said, you are now leaving Washington State or something. When you're coming you, in, you mean? As you enter the <laughs> autonomous zone, something along the, or leaving Seattle, or I don't know, yeah. you know, sort of indicating that you were no longer a part of, you know, the states, whatever form that was. Uh, there's a, just a couple more sentences mm-hmm. here. As the flag-bearing counter-protesters left, one occupier reportedly shouted, That's the border! Let them go! The incident also captured the deeply tenuous nature of the occupation. Many members here seem deeply aware that their enterprise could be swept away as easily as if it were a homeless encampment. Some think, in fact, that the only way to avoid such a fate, like the police coming back in and taking over, or at least forestall it, is to make sure the zone continues to be an attraction for ordinary Seattleites, even those who are there just to take a picture. So the idea being, don't just have the occupiers there have reasons for the rest of Seattle to come in. The bars and the places are still open, but have, you know, attractions, the artwork, like, on the streets right. that they have there. And Capitol Hill a is a very, we'll call it eclectic neighborhood, right? There's lots previously, of, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. At least, yeah, there used to be lots of art, lots of There's fun things. There's even more art now. You know, all, all of that kind of thing. And I like sort of the, the hippie aspect of the reduce, reuse, recycle when it comes to the police station to repurpose it <laughs> as a community center. That That is, I find that That's awesome. great. Yeah. I uh, hope it works out. Eight. 55 450 free we'll, we'll be get watching to, we'll get to more of your calls and your thoughts if you want to talk about the chaz give us a shout Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Yes, this is Drop Stuff in the Studio Live. Oh, sorry, it's Free Talk Live. My bad. The live talk radio show where you can call in and talk about whatever you want. What's on your mind? Give us a call at 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, we'll get to your calls and your thoughts coming up. But tonight, with you in the studio, it's... It's Ian. And nobody... And myself, I am your host tonight, the Reverend Captain Kickass. And I wanted to tell you, it's coming up pretty quick, where you can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 29th until July 5th for ForkFest 2020. We're going. I'm going. At Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens the week after Porcupine Freedom Festival, or... Some would say it or starts Or some would say Monday. it starts mon- Monday, really? Monday the 22nd, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, some, right. Some who right, are going right. for the extended ForkFest experience will be starting on Monday. Right. Uh, that takes place at the same time as the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and then the, the Porcupine Freedom Festival ends on the 28th. What do you call a long fork? A pitchfork? Pitchfork Fest? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying to come okay. up with something. It's not really flowing. Uh, at any rate, uh, it is decentralized. Marshmallow Fork. fork? F- ooh. <laughs> That'd be like large skewer. Skewer Fest. Wait. Trident Fest? Trident. 
There you Everybody's going to chew gum, have great breath. I was thinking the stabby <laughs> tried it. I know. I went straight okay. to the gum commercial. <laughs> mm. I was indoctrinated by television commercials. So, uh, At any rate, ForkFest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. That also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping RV site or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 29th until July 5th. Where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You, can you really s- don't have any other options at this No, point. you don't. And in fact, uh, there will be live music. I don't know if the other host, Aria, has talked about it on air. Yeah, um, yeah it's but, uh, Yeah, we are. And in fact, it might be the only live music you get to see uh, since all of the concerts and any really public performances have been... It'll be the only le- non-lame live music because there are some le- some supposed concerts, but they're happening with, quote, social distancing where like drive-in, it's drive-in theater. Like, yeah, it's going to be lame. This so will lame. be like us on a flatbed cranking out rock and roll. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're going to do. Uh, if you want to see some live music at possibly the only summer festival where you can, please come to Fork Fest, where you can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers, or you can create, like we're doing, whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for Fork Fest, be sure to let others know in advance. That's me telling you there's an event. We're going to do live music on the 4th of July. I just got into a chat room with the AnyPay guys. They've got a chat room for their dome that they're going to be constructing. Oh, yeah. Apparently, this year they've I'm got sad. three. They've got three campsites that they've reserved for AnyPay's use. So they're nice. expanding. Last year they only had one big site. Now they're going to have three. I sites. wanted to check nice. out their Space Disco, but that's not that's on the first weekend, and I'm it not is, going yeah. that weekend. Unfortunately, I have to miss that. So uh, please take photos, send pictures, whatever. Send me a postcard. We'll do that. Uh, you can connect with other Forkfesters via the unofficial Telegram chat on, or the Forkfest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. Uh, let's just go ahead and go to your calls and thoughts, as we like to do here on Free Talk Live. We have Josh calling from Central Illinois, uh, listening on 87.9. Josh, you are live on the air. This is Free Talk Live. Well, you know, Ian and Captain. I think you guys are wrong about this whole chat thing. Oh, how so? claim it's all voluntary. And and really what it is, is it's democratic socialism. Okay, it's mob rule. And you guys claim, oh, no police. It's amazing. Okay, I agree we should privatize the police. Mm -hmm. But this is not the answer, okay? Because there's reports of sexual harassment, stealing, thievery, all of this coming from this. There's assault. Who's making the reports? Is it the police? Because so far I've heard the police talking about how dangerous it is in the Chaz. And everybody who's actually gone to the Chaz is saying it's not dangerous. It's just people hanging out. It's not police. It's actual videos on Twitter. Have you not seen the Fox News article? Oh, Fox News. And and I agree Fox News is crap. But this is another one of my sources. You can look at videos on Twitter. You can see all of this on Twitter. So okay. I, what are we going to see exactly? Hang on, hang on. Josh, Josh, I, I lived in Seattle for 22 years. I have many very good friends uh, who I have some friends that actually live in the Chaz Zone. I have seen firsthand photographs. I've seen firsthand reports from the people there doing the thing, uh, which to me is personally, yeah, it's anecdotal, but it's not Fox News and it's not any mainstream news media. And this, this isn't mainstream news media. I mean, it's literally videos on Twitter, on Reddit, on pretty much every social media platform exposing this lie and this cover-up, okay? And I agree, you know, privatizing the police and 
and getting rid of the police for the private sector to take over. That's great. Mm-hmm. And that's an amazing idea. But this socialism, this democratic socialism in the Chaz is horrible, and it's going to turn out real bad. It's already started, but what you're going to see come is stuff get horrible, okay? And, and I think you guys are doing the people— Well, it's already been bad because when the government dirt. was there, it was horrible already. So at least yeah. they're trying something different. Now, I agree with you. Democratic socialism isn't ultimately going to function uh, properly. It is going to fail. But, you know, I still support the fact that they threw out the old guard and they're trying something different. So to that extent, mm-hmm. I'm with them. But yeah, it's may well not, not working. It's, it's been a week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a whole week, though. People are getting mugged and raped. Oh, my God. All, they were getting mugged and raped before. I, yeah, people I were getting know, sexually yeah. harassed it's before. That's the thing in Seattle. Both of those I've, I've read. Yeah. So the, the existing uh, authorities weren't preventing any of that from happening, Josh. So for you to say that these things are happening, okay, so at worst, it's no different than it was as far as those instances. But at best, people are at least getting to experience a week's worth of what it might be like without the delusion of authority being in place in a six-block area. But it's not because there's no private security. How do you know people are being raped? How do you know people are... You you said people are being raped. reports on Twitter. Reports oh my, on, reports Twitter. on Twitter. The reports of people being of the, the people leaving the site. Okay, there's there's with anyone can say anything I mean, they want on Twitter. Where is there an actual victim, or is it somebody saying someone got raped on Twitter? No, there's victims. Okay, well, uh, you know, I believe it when I see it. So put some links in our chat room. All right. Well, thanks for the All call right, tonight, I Josh. I appreciate it. Because that's not what people are saying as far as yeah. their experience in the chats. They say it's overwhelmingly mm-hmm. peaceful. Obviously, if you've got thousands well, of people together, some issues are yeah. going to occur. Yes. But. The other thing, what, what I was going to say is it, the, the two are not mutually exclusive. I mean, there have been uh, certainly music festivals that were overwhelmingly uh, peaceful, but yet somebody also got raped yep. there. Right. Uh, certainly that can happen. Uh, you know, they're and the police don't generally stop rapes. Just to just to yeah. be clear, having yeah. no authoritarian government in place is not a guarantee that bad things won't happen. But having one in place is a guarantee that that organization is going to do bad things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, uh, if there's people with weapons around the Chaz and they can help defend somebody, they can come to the aid of another person, then that will likely happen. And, and again, it's hard to be in every place at once, which is the reason why the police don't stop rapes from, from occurring generally. They, they come in after the fact. If they're called in, they uh, you know, issue a, a rape kit, they you know, ask some questions, they file a report, and probably don't do anything else after that. Yeah. And as far as uh, Josh, the previous caller, uh, you know, yes, Seattle is a very leftist area. Sure. There are a lot of, have it. you know, communist sort of leaning folks there and cons specifically, right? More so than there are libertarians or ANCAPs yeah. or, you know, any other flavor. And they're the ones who successfully got the police to go, not us. Yeah, that, that is my point. And, you know, just use it as an opportunity to educate other people about what it might be like to have autonomous freedom, free of authority. Use it as an opportunity to teach people. And if you can't respect them experiencing that, I don't know what to tell you. Everybody's going to anarchy a different way. 855 450 free like freedom. You're absolutely right, nobody. This is Free Talk Live. We've got more coming up.
It's Free Talk Live. The live call-in show where you can take control of the airways and talk about, well, whatever you want. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. And with you in the studio tonight. My name is Ian. And nobody. And I am the captain. We've been talking about all sorts of fun things tonight, including rainwater, the Chaz, Bitcoin. What else have we talked about? That's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, that right. last guy was really riled up about the Chaz and he was. trying to make it sound like a really dangerous, scary place because he doesn't like socialists. And look, I am also against socialism, uh, but if that's what they want to do, if it's voluntary, I don't care. And I don't know if they're all, you know, I, I doubt all of them believe in making socialism voluntary. I'm sure some of them are authoritarians. Uh, but uh, for right now, it's an experiment and it's something different. Yeah, and let's let's watch and pay attention to it, you know, and you know, hope for good things instead of condemning. I I mean, of course, it is. The state's eventually going to get involved, and you know, something's going to happen, and it'll all come to an end, or people will learn from it, and it will expand and grow into something awesome. Or like that uh, police chief said, it will spread, and there will be these autonomous zones springing up in other parts of that'd be great the country. How about the world? How about lose control? Because this whole COVID thing is global. And you know the rest of the world is paying attention to this thing going on in in Seattle as Maybe. well, you know, as well as the riots elsewhere. I mean, Black Lives Matter thing, all these protests are global. They're not yes, just yeah, contained to the United States. So, potentially because of the internet and all that, there is a worldwide audience now paying attention to this. And if something free and I don't mean no cost, I mean liberty, freedom can come out of this far out solid and right on. Uh, one thing that I didn't get to say to the caller was that, you know, in anarchist theory, anyway, uh, the absence of the state, you know, true anarchy, where there is no centralized authority, uh, actually supports any kind of organization type within it, including communism specifically. Like if you wish to be in a commune voluntarily, well, go join a commune. Nobody's stopping you. Right. Mm-hmm. If that's what you, if you don't want to be in one, well, then don't be in one. What you're not able to do is force people to be in one. Right. And so anarchism is the only ism that supports all the other isms within it as long as they're voluntary. Yeah. At any rate, uh, I wanted to take a minute here tonight before we get to your calls and your thoughts to thank Riley Blake, who not only produces the Daily Digest version, that's the condensed version of our nightly show, seven nights a week, uh, into roughly, a, what, an hour's program, 45 minutes, whatever it is. Uh, he condenses the show, gives you the highlights, kind of like your favorite sports program. But he is also an amplifier. He contributes to our advertise, market, and promote program uh, at the gold level. We only ask for five bucks. Riley actually gives us 10 bucks a month, and I wanted to thank him on the air for not only doing the digest, but also being an amplifier. He believes in what we do. He likes the message that we put out. He is a fan of the show, and he helps us uh, in his own way. And if you would like to help us to head on over to freetalklive.com forward slash amp or amp.freetalklive.com, either URL will get you there. And become an amplifier. It's only five bucks a month, and in my opinion, it's the best use of your Liberty Dollar. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. We have 
Vernon calling from New Orleans, Louisiana. Vernon, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? I just wanted to congratulate the Supreme Court for uh, recognizing that LGBTQ people should not be discriminated against in the workplace today. I was really surprised to hear that a couple of the conservative justices, I believe one that was even appointed possibly by Trump, I could be wrong about that, were on the uh, side of of making that possible. So I just, I, I don't know if y'all talked about that yet. I don't think you have, but I just, yeah, thought, but, I was very so impressed by that, surprised. Yeah, is this federal court or uh, like Louisiana? Yeah, the federal Supreme Court today recognized that people of, that, that trans or gay people cannot be discriminated against in the workplace. Wow, I'm not okay. familiar with the case. Yeah, what is the I case? I don't know much about it either. I just read the headline and a little bit in the in the thing, but I was just really impressed. I and again, I think a couple of the conservative justices, possibly one appointed by Trump, were on the on not the dissent side, the other side that that's for it. So mm-hmm. I I just wanted to make that announcement and congratulate them. And even though it's part of the state or whatever, I still find that to be a really awesome thing they did. Uh yeah. Uh, the Washington Post showing. I've got something from NPR here as well. The Supreme Court delivers major victory to LGBTQ employees, updated at 5.52 p.m. in in an historic decision. They wrote it wrong. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled Monday that the 1964 Civil Rights Act protects gay, lesbian, and transgender employees from discrimination based on sex. The ruling was 6-3 to with Justice Neil Gorsuch, President Trump's first Mm -hmm. appointee to the court, writing the majority opinion. The opinion was joined by Chief <laughs> Justice John see Roberts. That one <laughs> see, I've never gotten the impression that that Trump was that anti-gay. I remember seeing videos of Trump in drag, mm-hmm. uh, chilling out with Rudy Giuliani in drag. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, good... Yeah, I mean, how can you be that anti-gay if you've been in the show business? Right. right, like Trump is a showman. He's been on television a myriad of times, and so anytime you go on television, there's always some guy or gal or whatever doing your hair and makeup, and that's the thing that happens in in TV. Yeah. And you know, if you got a guy, he's probably gay, right? Like if somebody back there is is getting Trump ready to go on camera, it's probably some gay guy. He's probably had close relationships with a number of gay people over the years. Well, I thought I, I thought he was anti-gay whenever he uh, reversed that with the armed forces. As to you couldn't enlist, you know, that don't ask, don't tell thing I came back in, I think came oh. back into effect a few years ago. Uh, anyway, thank you all. I appreciate yeah, the transgender that. All right, thanks band. for the call, Brandon. Have a good night. And and I can see that, although, um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if maybe when you're going through a major change in your life wouldn't be the best time to be serving in the military. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, two involved employees who sued after contending they had been fired because they were gay. One of them, Gerald Bostock, won awards for his work as a child welfare coordinator for Clayton County, Georgia, but said he was fired after he joined a gay recreational softball league. Fired from the government? Yeah. Clayton County? Yeah. Okay. As he told... In Georgia. Mm, you know. Yeah. Okay. As he told NPR in October, within months I was fired for being gay. I lost my livelihood, I lost my medical insurance, and I was recovering from prostate cancer at the time. So you're a statist, mm. <laughs> statist getting discriminated by the state. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gets fired from his statist job. Uh, it should tell you something there. Uh, what was his name? Gerald? Yeah. Gerald, stop working for the state. Uh, the second case involved Donald Zarda, a now-deceased skydiving instructor who was gay. 
The third case was brought by Amy Stevens, who had worked for six years as a male funeral director in Livonia, Michigan. Am I saying Livonia. that? Livonia. Livonia, Michigan, but was fired two weeks after she told her boss that she was transgender and would be coming to work as a woman. She died earlier this mm-hmm. year, but her case lived on. So that's from NPR. Mm. Well, of course, topic. you know the libertarian viewpoint is that you should be able to discriminate against people in your business, although the marketplace should be able to respond to you by punishing you through market-based actions so boycotts for instance Mm -hmm. uh letting people know that this business owner is a discriminatory person they are rude this is how they treat their employees but those people should be free to treat people the way that they want that way we can know what their true colors are yeah it's like freedom of speech right if you allow people to say whatever they want then you can also keep track of, well, who the Mm a-holes are. I think that's much more valuable to me. Yeah, I would much rather have uh, an expansive conversation that reveals things and you know allows me to pick and choose as I decide how I want to live my life and who I want to associate with uh, Mm -hmm. than have all of that go underground because there's some sort of authoritarian oversight over the whole thing, so... And, you know, if I was transgender, I certainly would not want to go to work for somebody who hated transgender people but hired me only because the law said he had to. Because that's, I mean, how, what's my career going to be like under those under those circumstances? Uncomfortable. They're going to do I'm everything not, they can yeah. to, to skirt around the law to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Or, or, or I'm just not going to advance and not right. know why, mm-hmm. you right. know? Because, I mean, you can't make people advance. You can't make you people can't promote make people somebody. advance yeah. someone they don't want to. Well, I mean, you can, but if you do, you're certainly incorrect or in the wrong. Yeah. Right? Anytime you force people to do anything against their will, you're the a-hole. It's true. Well, we're about out of time for this evening's edition of Free Talk Live. Uh, we are here seven nights a week between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you don't get our live show, you can find our archives at Free Talk Live. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. This has been Free Talk Live. The monetary evolution comes to Las Vegas. Crypto Vegas is a one-day event featuring some of the brightest and most innovative minds in blockchain technology. Juan Galt, Anastasia Sergeyevna, Lynn Ulbricht, Jim Bell, Elise Sam, Float CEO Kingsley Edwards, and more. Tickets start at $20.20, and you can save 10% on VIP tickets using code FTL at CryptoVegasConference.com. July 18th, join Free Talk Live at CryptoVegasConference.com. This is a Corona Crisis Self-Reliance Alert. If you're worried about the power grid in the current crisis and want to generate your own supply of off-the-grid electrical power just in case, pay close attention. Here's why. A limited supply of solar backup generators will be available again in the next two weeks. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical backup power when you get off the grid. And unlike gas generators, these solar generators run quietly, emit no fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Dangerous weather, social unrest, or overloaded grids this summer will not be a problem if you go to MySolarBackup.com and get your solar backup generator. We regret that supplies are limited and only available on a first-come, first-served basis. Check availability at MySolarBackup.com. Never suffer painful power outages again. Go to MySolarBackup.com. That's MySolarBackup.com.